Hi, I'm Dev. I'm Asha. We Food Ambassadors have written the Children's Right to Food Charter, calling for the government to tackle children's food insecurity and obesity. Each week on the Right to Food podcast, we find out how COVID has revealed the gaps in the system from holiday hunger to stigma about food insecurity that we want fixed. In the very beginning, we were I was a little bit sort of embarrassed. You know, I was I thought this is going to be quite, you know, quite embarrassing to go and collect food because um, we'd never been in this situation before. This week, we're in Bristol reporting on a brilliant plan a weekly food club across the city to bring early years education and food surplus together to provide local families with quality food boxes and a community that cares about what we eat. Food clubs are a, a way of families accessing um, fresh and surplus food for the whole time that their children are in the early years setting. Joe Ingleby is a children's food consultant for Feeding Bristol and told us that as the government finally begins to look at how to tackle the growing rise in obesity, Food Club is a great way to get the youngest kids in the community really into food. It's also a way for them to access things like cookery workshops, uh, recipes, family food sessions, and for the children while they're at nursery to be able to have experiences with fresh food as well. Good fruit and vegetables. Nice tomatoes. Oh, oh, lemons. Lemons. Choose what you like to do with the lemon. I wonder if you can. I bet you can. Do you want some lemonade? The Food for Food Clubs comes from Fair Share Southwest um, and it's all food that hasn't made it to the supermarket. So it's um, comes straight from manufacturers and suppliers. Often it's something like um, they've overordered for a supermarket for barbecues and it's rained all weekend. So we'll get a lot of um, that, that kind of thing where it's a, a kind of misorder. Also, if one... Um, package in a pallet gets damaged the whole lot usually would go to landfill so fair share actually rescue that food and it goes into um, supporting families and charities um, and that's that's happening nationally but in bristol um, the food clubs have been set up in 13 different settings and we're also because we're getting um, our word out there a bit more we're getting local donations from local growers um, from allotments things like that as well so we can really enhance the amount of fruit and veg that we can offer they pay a pound to be a member for a year and then they pay three pound fifty every time they come um, for that they get about 20 pounds worth of food quite often more um, and that's food things like meat and dairy and uh, fresh fruit and vegetables so not so much the um, kind of tins that you'd get from a food bank um, they also uh, get things like family support packages. So at the moment, that is creativity packs with lots of art supplies. It's recipe packs, it's spices. It's things like um, linking to Bookstart and getting free books. Lots of things that families really need to access, especially during lockdown. <laughs> Next week, you get a cookery bag. So it's like, like this, like activity bag, but with recipes. Okay. For Jade and her partner... And their two children, seven-year-old Olivia and three-year-old Emilia, it was a lifesaver in lockdown. Ruby works at Ballantyne's House Bar, um, which is obviously the last places that are to reopen. So he's been furloughed since the beginning of March um, and he's only just returned to work. So he's been off for quite a while furloughed on a reduced wage as well. So he was only being paid 80% in the very beginning and that then dropped down to 70%. 
So we've had to um, freeze a little bit of our rent. Um, we've had the children at home continuously, no school, no nursery because we're not key workers. So they've had we've had no sort of priority of them going to school. And through our own choice, we wouldn't have actually sent them to school anyway. Um, so we've been at home for nearly six months now. Um, and, you know, you've got your, your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, your snacking, grazing throughout the day. Um, so it's just cost us a fortune. We're at home more, so our electric bills are more expensive, our gas bills are more expensive, everything's more, you know, the water and everything. So um, we've really, really struggled when it, in terms of, you know, our financial situation. Jade was referred from the food bank to her local food club, where she as a member would pay a pound a year to receive a weekly box of food for £3.50. We were using East Bristol Food Bank. Um, and that is basically um, an emergency supply of food um, and we had that four times um, and we were so overwhelmed with the boxes that we received the girls it was like Christmas day when uh, normally we're you know we're, we're a working class family so we're normally okay but because of been you know the COVID-19 and the whole situation um, we'd have these knocks on the door and it was actually British Gas volunteers and they'd be dropping us around food parcels and the girls were so excited they had new toothbrushes face masks you know they they even had easter eggs because it was just after easter wasn't it that we um, went into lockdown um so they had easter eggs we had lots of fruit vegetables lots of tin stuff as well which i then donated some of that to the broomhill food group um because it was it's just nice, too much makes a real fruit cocktail kind of deliciousness myself and the girls we go up and we meet all of the community there lots of other families that are in the exact same situation in the very beginning we were i was a little bit sort of embarrassed you know i was i thought this is going to be quite you know quite embarrassing to go and collect food um because we'd never been in this situation before um and then the first day that we got there um we realized i mean you you go to the door you pay your three pound fifty you can buy extra things like fabric conditioner for 50p massive you know bottles olives cakes etc for the kids then you can help yourself to all the homegrown food which has been donated by farms so stuff that they wouldn't be able to sell in the in the supermarket like wobbly courgettes prickly cucumbers massive beetroots that people wouldn't normally buy because they're sore on the eye um you can help yourself to it all um so we'd butternut squash one week you know uh, potatoes etc then you get to the next door and then you can choose your either meat or veg, uh, more veg or cereals milk and again they've always got treats for the girls yeah. Ginger biscuit, little treats on a Tuesday. <laughs> Food clubs in Bristol um, are run by Family Action and Feeding Bristol and Fair Share Southwest working together. Um, they were set up about a year ago um, and in March this year there were five. During lockdown, we expanded really, really rapidly and there's now 13 clubs because straight away with lockdown, we found that families were really struggling to access food of any kind. I mean, when you've got early years children and you can't get into a supermarket because you're not allowed to go with more than one person and the children get very stressed by seeing all these people in masks, it, it became a very stressful experience for families to be able to shop. When you get to the shops, you then find that most of the ingredients that you're looking for aren't there um, and you end up buying, kind of panic buying, really. Um, so having uh, food opportunities that are local in walking distance um, and also are healthy 
But also really, really importantly, we've got family support workers at all the food clubs who know the families, who is it's a friendly face and they can check in with the families, see that they're okay, see if they've got any issues, flag post things like support services and other charities that might be able to help if they've got housing issues or issues with jobs and furloughing. Um, it's been a real all round um support from many many different people but i think having food clubs as a focus of that for a community is really really key learning how to cook gives parents and their children real skills in dealing with hunger and making the most out of what's in the cupboard so when i talk to families um through lockdown at the food clubs what things keep coming back are the fact that children are seem to be permanently hungry all day long and they miss that structure that they have when they're at nursery where they would have a snack time and a lunch and then a, probably another snack time and then they go home and have tea. You know, that actually suddenly becomes several meals for families to have to worry about. If you're on a low income, if you've been furloughed, if you haven't got access to lots of, lots of um, vegetables and different ingredients it actually becomes quite stressful so we try and support them by giving them ideas for things to do with food with children so that you make that part of the fun that they're having as well as um, part of what they're eating and also um, a little bit of work around how much food actually children need so if you can kind of structure the day to have a a kind of an early lunch you're less likely to need a snack a big snack in the morning if you do have that big snack you're then going to not be really hungry by lunchtime so it's balancing the day and sort of modeling that on what happens in the nurseries um and they nurseries do incredible work around um nutrition and what you should eat and how portion sizes and those kinds of things so if we can bring that into food clubs that's even better. Joe is the director of the children's kitchen who work in early years settings exploring and growing food with young children. They team up with the food club to work with families so they all are learning about food. So I set up the children's kitchen as a feeding Bristol project uh, about a year ago, so before lockdown. It's working within um, early years settings across the city and it's um, working with practitioners to enable them to feel like they can lead food activities with children. So um, I would link a chef um, with a nursery and we will start to actually do food sessions with the children where they're exploring. They're not making cakes ever. It's completely savoury. They are growing fresh vegetables and we're linking with local um, growing projects and charities. Um, And it's building this kind of team feeling of cooperation and collaboration across the city where everyone's working towards the same goal of working with the youngest children in our community and building their skills and building their their enthusiasm and their excitement and it is fun that's the main thing it's not it's not wordy it's not kind of really difficult things that people can't realistically achieve it's just enabling places to to work with young children um, getting some really basic skills around chopping and what to do with seasonal vegetables that everybody understands no matter what language you speak um, and then linking that with the food that's going home with the food clubs so food club one week might have a load of butternut squash and families don't know what to do with it so we'll work with the kids during the week in the school exploring that squash and they'll quite often tell their parents what they can do with it when they get home and we'll eat it and that's the key thing is if you explore it in a fun way you're more likely to eat it what did you make today conker salad conker salad (laughs) is it tasty yeah. Yeah. What do you remember? What you put in it? Cucumber, radish, olives, uh, chickpea, uh, sugar cane, parsley, 
Amazing! And have you done chopping before at home? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Have you used one of those knives before? No. No? You could probably use a big knife now. Do you use a sharp knife at home? Yeah. 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 The normal ones. Yeah. No, you can now. Maybe your little sister, maybe she needs to use a plastic one still, does she? Yeah? You're going to eat your couscous conca salad? On the way orange. <laughs> and an orange. Perfect. Definitely. Over here, what are these, what are these, Amelia, over here that we've got growing? Tomatoes. So we've got tomatoes. And how did we grow those? Can you remember? With seeds. We grow them with seeds. For Jade's girls, Olivia and Amelia, who grow their own food at home, it's a way to grow their confidence in the kitchen and in the garden. When we've gone to the food group and we picked up some courgettes and massive weird looking butternut squashes, um, they, they then say, oh, we've got those at home in our garden. Um, so, and I'll, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, we, we grow those. Um, and you know, like a bag of peas and etc. We harvested some peas out of our garden. And then about a week later, we ran out. So we went to get some from the supermarket. Um, and they were like, oh, we grew the peas. We froze them ourselves. So they've definitely got a connection when it comes to, f um, supermarket food, food group, food, um, to home food as well. For Charlotte's children, five-year-old Gabriella and one-year-old JJ, Food club is a place to continue to build their love for food their mum has given them at home. My favourite food is fresh apples and fresh strawberries and fresh grapes. My fresh apples and fresh grapes. I like sweet corn and baby carrots. Mm -hmm. And broccoli. Broccoli. The food club gives the children like Gabriella and JJ the confidence and skills to cook right from the earliest age. Like when me, you and JJ made our own food. Yeah. So you made your big pizza. Uh-huh. I made my medium-sized pizza and JJ made his baby, a bite, his small pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I did make my small pizza by my own. Uh-huh. I made pizza as well. Uh-huh. Can you remember when we made spaghetti bolognese? Can you remember what went into it? Mm -hmm. um, Can you remember the ingredients, what we used? Mm -hmm. um, we used uh, some tomatoes. Yeah. Some special garlic sauce. Yeah. Special garlic sauce. Yeah. And some tomatoes. But what else was in the well, bolognese? Because you forgot two things that went into it. Spaghetti. Okay, three things. Yeah, spaghetti. Yeah. Onion. Yeah, that's right. Well done. It does sting your eyes, yeah. But they're very tasty, aren't they? They are very tasty. They are very tasty. For Liz's children, Ellie and Evie, Food Club helps to make her picky eaters think more about what they're eating. Right, Ellie, what foods do you like, sweetheart? Um, apples. Yeah. Bananas. Okay. And why, why do you like those fruits? Because they're healthy. They taste like... I'm going to have an apple and see what it tastes like. <laughs> Go on then. And is it soft or is it crunchy? It's crunchy. Mm, okay. Right, what about your vegetables? What veg do you like? Carrots and broccoli. Why do you like them? Because they're healthy for your mouth. Okay. Is it the texture you like or the taste? 
So really good ways of engaging um, picky eaters is to actually involve children with the cooking as much as possible and giving them a little bit of ownership of it. Even from the age of one and two, children can be joining in in the kitchen with a little bit of veg prep or um, stirring and mixing um, and choosing recipes. Um, Usually children need to taste things, you know, 12 or 13 times before they develop a taste for it. And it's quite easy as a parent to try it once and then I'm never trying that again, when actually what children need is trying things little and often and having a big variety of different foods. So you might find that a child would eat a raw carrot but not a boiled carrot or a mashed carrot might be better. Um, Every child is completely different and they will probably change from day to day. So it's giving them lots of chances to try food prepared in different ways. Um, And if they are actually chopping it themselves and making those decisions while it's cooking, it's a lot easier to actually get them to eat it. Do you like your carrots raw or do you like them cooked? I like them cooked because you can see it because you can see in dark. Okay. Okay. Food starts from when you start eating food, and that's under five. It's too late if you leave it until junior school age. Um, Children develop their tastes from birth, pretty much from when they start tasting mother's milk into when they start tasting actual food. Um, And if if you're starting with vegetables and if you're starting with um, healthy foods from a really, really young age, they're not developing that sweet tooth that we all, you know, suffer from in this this nation. it's too late to leave it um, till the age of five. Also, three and four, that's the age where parents are quite open to thinking about trying different foods and trying cooking different ways. So if you can engage the children and the families at the same time at that age, it has an inf- impact on the whole family. I've seen it many, many times where a whole family's diet has been impacted by a three-year-old suddenly showing an interest in cooking. Um, all of a sudden, you can start eating food that's actually quite cheap. It's locally grown. It's locally made um, and it's good for the whole family it takes away that kind of um, craving for frozen chips and for easy junk food if you're enjoying making it yourself and it doesn't have to be complicated it can be a simple simple dish that you've just had that little bit of extra enjoyment making and then the whole family will more likely to eat it charlotte's kids are already developing a cook's attitude to trial and error i like salad you do don't you um, and what do you like with your salad, JJ? Um, pizza. You can't just have pizza with everything. <laughs> what leaves do you like in your salad? Lettuce? Yeah. Cucumbers? Mm-hmm. Oh, and some tuna. And tuna, yeah. Weenies? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never tried salad dressing before. Salad dressing? There's lots of different salad dressings that you can try, yeah. Um, all the salad dressings in one go on my stuff. Ew, you can't have them all in one go. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> one, how about two of them? It's vital that young children understand where their food comes from. And food clubs make sure that early years kids get their hands dirty. During lockdown, the food comes from Fair Share Southwest and local farms. So with Food Club, we um, link to what's growing locally and also encourage families to cook cook with food that's been um, picked by their children. There's no better way of engaging children at, you know, two, three, four, five than actually picking some peas, podding them and eating them straight from the the plant and um, they're much more likely to try new vegetables if they've seen it grow if they've had a bit of mud and 
picked it themselves. We do a lot of work around that within the nurseries in Bristol, um, but we also, with the food clubs, um, link with local growing projects and charities and allotments who are doing um, brilliant work um, with community growing. So we've got pumpkins, haven't we? And we and pumpkins, strawberries, and we have tomatoes. Jed, Olivia and Amelia who had to rely on food banks until they discovered Food Club. Accessing locally grown food and activity bags like the children's scrap store bag packed with recycling arts and crafts, it's a home from home. When I had Olivia, um, we grew potatoes one year and the amount of potatoes that we pulled out of the mud when it was time to harvest, we had bucket loads. And then we thought, oh, this is great. So then we moved, and I didn't really have a clue sort of in the beginning of what I was doing, but I think you, you learn that over the years. And then we started off with sort of peas and tomatoes, and we'd have like caterpillars and butterflies everywhere. And then all the wildlife started coming into the garden. Um, and Olivia just absolutely loved it. And it's just, it's just something that, it, just something that we just do every year now without even thinking. And the scrap store bag from the food club has given little Olivia some great ideas how to grow more in their small garden. Olivia seven and she is so so aware about the amount of plastic that we have in the world and she is so aware of recycling that we um we actually got some plastic scrap store stuff and she's kept it all she refuses to chuck any of it in the bin so their coca-cola bottles are upside down with the lids for the drainers so you fill them with soil you just pop your you've got it you can't really put seeds in there but you pop your sort of baby plants up on the top and then all the tomatoes just hang down and I was like yeah let's give it a go and I didn't think it would work but it but it has and we've had 20 plus lots of you know uh, coriander parsley um tomatoes we've actually grown pumpkins from there because they just hang down and then they grow through the rose bush and they just grab on and yeah, that you that you'll be there'll be pumpkins all randomly in the plants and stuff. So they definitely had a connection with the recycling uh, terms of the food group. So we've got a pot of yogurt for you and some chocolate kind of outro yogurt thing. Yeah. And then we've got the chicken drumsticks or sausages. Family Action run food clubs in Manchester and South End and are expanding nationally and not just in early year settings. They will have food clubs and community venues for adults and older people too. But Joe wants nutrition embedded in early years education for all children. As soon as children um, go to infant school, they're eligible for the free school meal. But quite often that's too late. It's the eligible two-year-olds and three-year-olds who are often from vulnerable backgrounds who get free um, childcare during the day. They don't get a free school meal. So it's often down to a nursery setting to have to pay for that meal out of their own budget or families end up... um, bringing in packed lunches, which quite often are not nutritionally good at all. You know, there's going to be a lot of stress on the family to prepare that nutritional packed lunch. Often they'll come in with very little food. The nursery will end up feeding them anyway. And it's not a system that can sustain. It needs to be funded. It needs to be funded well. And it needs to start from the time that children are in are in daycare so that we know that those children who are vulnerable are getting a good healthy lunchtime so that we can support the family from carrying on that good eating behavior when they go home if they're eating a packed lunch that's full of pepper pig yogurts and kind of lunchables kits and it's all packaged it's all expensive and it's all got no nutritional content it's a bit hard to then expect them to go home and eat a really healthy tea because they won't like it (laughs) 
So it has to be an all-round approach. It has to be something that is prioritised on early years, which at the moment it isn't. There is no funding available for early years food. Um, Also looking at food education within early years, which is something that is my main passion, um, is actually getting children to be exploring food and growing and cooking right from the age of two when they're within an early year setting um, and getting their parents joining in with that too. And it's big. It could be, you know, it should be a national project. It shouldn't be down to just one council and one region doing this well. It also shouldn't be down to charity sector. This should be a government funded initiative, which is we see the importance of the children of the future, because actually we can have an impact and we can make a difference. Um, And this is the time to be doing it when the focus is on obesity and healthy eating this is the time and it should be that it's from the youngest first and actually getting early years food really high up on the priorities. What have you made today, Ollie? I, I made salad, <laughs> lemon and sweet. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Look at all those colours in there. You like taste one? It does taste a bit like a nut as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you know what they're called? Mm-hmm. They're called chickpeas. 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 They grow like a pea on a plant when you can buy them in all the shops. Wow. Have you ever tasted hummus? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so if you get, if you get those from the shops and put them in a whizzer and whiz them up with some of that lemon juice, you can make your own hummus as well. It's really tasty. I want to nice. take these home. Yay! Food Club is a community where the youngest children and their families can get good, healthy food at a really low cost. And while they're there, the Food Club team are on the front desk making sure that everyone knows what they're entitled to. At Food Clubs, we can also make families aware of the Healthy Start vouchers, which are available for families on benefits, and they can get vouchers towards milk and fresh fruit and vegetables from shops. Um, A lot of families aren't aware that they're... eligible for this and it used to be that you had to get a midwife to sign um, to say you were eligible you can now do it all self-assessed online um, and it's it's available for you until your child's four so it's something that most families that we work with are entitled to but just don't necessarily know that Um, I think it's they think that it's for babies and they just assume it's for you when you are pregnant and when you've got a newborn but it keeps going and you can keep getting that help and it it may pay just for that little bit extra that you need um that is going to be expanded with the new um introductions around healthy eating which is great news um but it needs to be promoted better you know it needs to be easier to get hold of and for everybody to accept that it's something that's not a stigma it's not saying that you don't have enough money it's just giving you that extra bit of a buffer so you know you're going to get some milk you're going to get some fruit and you're going to get some veg that you may not have been able to afford otherwise jade's family income is just above the threshold i applied on the gov site for the free school meals for olivia um but because we're in receipt of working tax credits on a very low receipt of working tax credits we're just um we've just missed out so we we can't receive that um which is a little bit disappointing because that was 15 pounds a week that we would have received for olivia's free school meals um 
So, I mean, I'm sure we'll try and find, we'll have to find it from somewhere, but it would have been a massive help in this situation as well. But thank God, um, you know, for the food group that we, we pay a pound a year, a year membership and we pay £3.50 a week. And I'd say some weeks we receive about £25 worth of shopping, um, which, you know, we're not receiving the vouchers, but we are receiving the food. So in realistic terms we are receiving the vouchers because we're receiving that amount of food anyway um so that 15 pounds that we would have got in vouchers um would have only been spent on food anyway because they come as a voucher purely to be spent on food um so we're basically just getting it back in another way by joining the food group and if even more actually because we're seeing people we're communicating with the people that are there we're having a local picnic next week which if we never um joined the food group we would have never have um never have done so um i actually would have i actually prefer that we're with the food group than getting the 15 pound a week vouchers i think it's just been a lot more helpful the food foundation campaigns for better access for food for all children and our demands for an expansion of free school meals to every child from a household on universal credit as well as summer holiday support and increasing the value of healthy start vouchers to £4.25 per week, are just some of the recommendations included in the National Food Strategy. What would Joe ask the government? I'd say to the, the government that early years food is just absolutely key to, to getting this uh, obesity crisis, but also the all-round nature of food, you know, where food comes from, where it's grown, um, engaging children so that when they get to making decisions about their own diets, they are actually choosing healthier choices and moving away from junk food. Uh, it's such a big issue, but I think if you start with the smallest mouths and the smallest voices, you actually start to make progress. Um, and the work we're doing in Bristol with the Children's Kitchen and with the food clubs with Family Action, I think that's a model that could be taken elsewhere and actually could impact children's diets in the future. It's... Um, it's quite simple to introduce children to vegetables and healthy food at the age where they're still quite open-minded. It gets harder and harder the older they get. So starting when they're still playful and they still in have that inquisitive nature and they want to smell everything and taste everything, that is really key. And if you miss that window, if you leave it until infant school, even if you leave it till five, you've missed a great opportunity to engage families as well. The COVID-19 virus has changed our world in many ways, but we are more determined than ever to explain why the government must do everything it can to ensure every child in the UK has access to a better diet. We'd love it if you could take a look at our Children's Right to Food Charter at foodfoundation.org.uk and support us by sharing the podcast and using the Right to Food hashtag. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening.